So have you ever been curious who's in my ear coaching me on how to tap into my intuition even more, dive into my inner knowing and get more connected with how I can make impact through my business? You guys are not going to want to miss this episode with Miss Sam Harper, who is my spiritual mentor and really executive coach and sound healer. Yes, all three in one, also helping me stay regulated keeping my nervous system nice and grounded as I continue to grow and scale with a clearer vision of who and how I impact in my purpose. So if you want to take a look behind the curtain of who's advising me and what are some of her top topics that we cover when we're together, you are not going to want to miss this episode. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business. And you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. All right. And we are a go. I am so excited, you guys, to bring Sam Harper to you today on the Burnout to All Out podcast. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this has been a long time coming. I know, right? We have so much to unpack. First and foremost, as you guys that are listening live, and if you came to my live event, let me just start by saying that, Sam, a little bit of a background around you. You're a former therapist. You're an executive coach. You're also a sound healer and the co-founder of Portal AZ, which is a wellness studio. So you've had a really interesting journey that's made you the experienced coach that you are. I tell people you're actually my executive coach and spiritual mentor all in one. Yes. And I think that like just bodes so well to the different avenues that my career has taken. And Mm -hmm. maybe in the moment it hasn't felt like it's all connected, but it is all very connected. So yeah, it's it's fun space to be in. Totally. And that I want to dive right in. So let's talk about, I actually don't think that you're path is a hodgepodge. I, and you probably believe this too. It actually all had purpose for how you support leaders. Now I want to jump right into intuition because that is something that you've really helped me with this year. Intuition and inner knowing as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I believe it's kind of become a lost art and a lost practice. And you're really bringing that back to light, especially for me and folks that I know that are following you. Can we talk a little bit about intuition and inner knowing and maybe why it's a lost art and maybe why we need to refine it? Can we jump right into there? Absolutely. So let's speak on the lost art part of it first. I think that there was such a period of time where structure and protocols and processes and all of that really was boding well to any career Mm -hmm. and anything outside of that box, outside of that scope was a no-no because Mm -hmm. here's the formula that works. Mm -hmm. And then as we evolve and businesses grow and we evolve as humans, that formula wasn't working as much. And then leaders were saying like, I don't understand why there's a disconnect. I don't know what's going on. And we can get more into like what happened during COVID too. But there was a need for more authentic representation of how leaders showed up. And that's where now it's like really starting to boom. And all of the top leaders that I know are doing the inner work first. Mm -hmm. And because of that, their markets are skyrocketing. Yeah. So it was a lost art because I think there was like this taboo about being woo woo. Right. And there's some connotations about what that could mean. Like maybe you're a little bit unhinged or you're not as grounded when in fact being woo woo is the most grounded and the most connected and centered and 
ability to have clear conscious decisions, not emotional decisions. So it's not what people think. A hundred percent. And like, let's go down on this rabbit hole, because I think that one of the things that you really taught me this year is to slow down. And one of the things we started from day one working together was you encouraging me and mentoring me through a daily practice Mm -hmm. to just slow down and go within and learn to literally listen to my own body's cues, listen to my inner knowing. And it's actually helped me become a more confident leader and make decisions faster. And we can talk about spirituality here in a minute too, but also just knowing that I'm tapped in and getting guidance in a way that gives me the confidence that I'm making the right decision, right? And I feel like that, especially in the world of online entrepreneurship, you know, I'm an online business coach who coaches and mentors entrepreneurs. And I've been caught in this too, where we're constantly grasping for more gurus to teach us more business tactics or like the shiny object of like how things are going to change in our business and looking for external validation for decisions And I feel like let's go back to the beginning, talking about intuition and the corporate work life. I actually think that this starts from like a child in school being told what we need to study and what we need to know for the test and being kind of told exactly what to do from day one in kindergarten. You sit at your desk and you're studying for a test. And I feel like As entrepreneurs, there's some level of growth that must happen where you have to go within for your inner guidance on decisions and every business strategy on the planet, they work for certain people, right? But I feel that in entrepreneurship right now in the coaching space, it's flooded with people looking for the next shiny object to fix their business, scale their business when you're teaching people how to actually go within as their own inner guru. Yes. Yes. The whole point of working with me is to get to a point where you don't have to work with me anymore. So, you know, relieving this like codependent behavior or like this idea that somebody else has better answers than you do. Mm. But we have to have the guidance of how to understand what our body is telling us, how to understand what that inner journey looks like, some guidance in that realm. And then once you have that, it's like, okay, now go out and do your magic. And there's just so much. It ha- it's a lot easier going internal than seeking every single end of the earth corner, trying to find the right answer. Like you described it as the next shiny object. And that really is just not trusting yourself and thinking, well, somebody else knows better than I do. But when it's your vision and it's your dream and it's your business, nobody else has the answer than you. Yes. Yes. So true. And then even when we take it another step, I feel like there's so much noise around us. So much noise. Noise coming at us that we don't even know like what. All right, guys, I left my corporate career and took everything I knew and built a million dollar business on the internet in just 19 months. And you can too. My name is Melissa Hinal, and I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs escape the corporate cage and create the business and life they deserve. Too often, building a business can be like jumping out of the fire and into the frying pan. Can you relate? Without the right strategies, you can work tirelessly, feel like you're missing out on life, and not have much to show for it. Even worse, you're no closer to finding the freedom that you wanted than when you were stuck in that job. I'm here to change that for you. On May 13th, I am hosting a seven-day virtual intensive for people ready to build a business that gives them the freedom and life they've been looking for. So how are we going to do this? Over a jam-packed week, I'll spend about 90 minutes each day to reset your strategies and build the clarity to drive the results and profits you desire. First, we'll build a foundation of lead generation and audience growth to connect with the perfect people. Then we're going to grow by implementing an optimized sales conversion strategy that drives results. Then we're going to scale your success with an optimized offer ladder and retain clients 
for longer. And we're going to do this live with hot seats and Q and A's to give you the proven processes to build your dream business without the burnout. Best of all, it's completely free to join. You deserve a business that serves you and not one that you have to serve. And when you have the right strategies and processes, you can create a business that does this. Join me free on May 13th to build, grow, and scale a business that will set you free. What is our idea? What is our intuition? And what was someone else's? Unless we begin some type of daily practice creating that space. Do you have any suggestions for folks as they're listening? I know I was one of them on a hamster wheel, whether you're in corporate right now trying to get out or you're an entrepreneur who's traded your nine to five for your five to nine, feel like you have no time and you're grasping at straws for the next strategy. Can you give a couple of tips for literally like 10 minutes a day, how these folks can create some space for slowing down and tapping into their inner knowing and their intuition? Absolutely. So I think that there's a misclaimer on meditation, right? I think that people think that you just need to sit and you um and you try to be completely silent. And that is actually one of the more sophisticated, more difficult ways of meditating. Mm-hmm. There's moving meditation, which can be a walk around the block. So take 10 minutes, walk around the block. If you don't have a block to walk around, pace in your front room or your front yard, whatever you have. But what this does is it signals bilateral brain stimulation. So it helps both hemispheres of the brain fire off. And this is when we make really, really good connections from more of the creative to the more logical, the numbers and the forms. So it all starts to connect. And if you can do this on a consistent basis, for one, you have to move out all of the junk, right? So the first probably week and a half even almost two weeks, you're going to be clearing out. So don't anticipate in those two weeks that you're going to have these aha moments and everything is going to come to you like this huge revelation. Maybe it will. And awesome. I hope that it does. But also be really, really patient in the process, right? You learned a system over years. You have to unlearn the system and do rewiring. And that's what the brain stimulation does. It does rewiring to tell your brain something new. And it takes up to 28 days for a new rewiring to really be embodied. But this is a truly easy process for somebody who's just kind of getting into the inner work. Go on a walk and use either a mantra or silence is not going to do it for you. I can guarantee you science is going to drive you crazy. So don't feel bad of like, I can't do it. I'm doing it wrong. I can't sit in silence. Don't worry. Not a lot of people can. So you can do either binaural beats. That's Mm -hmm. also helped the bilateral brain stimulation, or you can do frequencies. The frequencies will help stimulate the body to be open to receiving and be receptive to those new neural pathways. Mm, So good. I love the little science drops. You need science here because that's how people like grab it. You're like, oh, okay. So it's not just all stardust and fair hands. A hundred percent. I mean, that is what actually got me into speaking of meditation in the first place was actually studying the science behind neuro reprogramming. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's an actual science to changing the way I think. Okay. And that's what sucked me into the woo space all the way to where I am today. I can sit for 15 minutes a day and literally have a direct conversation with my source, my God, which three years ago, I would not believe was even possible. Right. And actually, and maybe that's part of the discussion here. And I, this may rub some people the wrong way, but that's fine. This is my podcast. So one of the things for me growing up as a female in Christianity, I think there was always like a little bit of something missing for me, the missing link was that everything was kind of from a male perspective, right? So all the books in the Bible were written by a man, right? Like Jesus is a him and God was a he. And it was also impressed upon me that it was very authoritative, punishing if you stepped the wrong way. And that there was this power over me that I was asking for blessings and where I've shifted and it's not right or wrong, right? Like we all have a space for our own energetic alignment, spiritual alignment, God, Allah, you name it. But a big shift for me before I even met you was picking up a book about Mary Magdalene. And 
really, it kind of rewrote the script for me around Christianity. And it was like this new version of where God isn't just up and out there. God is actually within me. And I actually have a direct portal if I make time and space to have that communication, that I don't have to wait to show up to a church or be blessed by a priest or whatnot. Like God is within me. And I think realizing that and then working with you this past year has created a ripple effect in what lack of a better term, a feeling of safety, like in connection in a way that I have this direct line. That does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And I think that it's so interesting, the journey of spirituality and having this awakening. A lot of people come from a more structured religious background. They either leave the church or they're feeling some type of way, like there's something missing, like it doesn't feel complete. That's what it was for me too. And maybe there's a departure or a sabbatical from the church into your own inner journey of spirituality. And then what happens there, and I actually had a really beautiful conversation with somebody at your live event about this. It was incredible about kind of this battle of if I go down the spiritual road, does that mean everything that I've done, I'm betraying that? Mm. And no, in fact, and I can speak to this, I'm sure that you can too. In my spiritual journey, I've become closer to God than I ever have under a roof of, I call it the big C church corporation, right? Right. The church is here. It's in my heart. It's in my being. It's in my existence. It's in every single breath. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about spirituality is that there is no filter. There is no threshold that you need to pass over to have your sovereignty is that you get it with every single breath and God is there in every moment guiding you. And so it's not some esoteric just being out there. Yes, maybe we talk about it a little bit different, but who cares about the language? It's the relationship. Yes. And that's what's the beautiful thing there. And so, so many people that I know who've gone down this spiritual road are actually more divinely connected to God than Mm. ever before. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more, like a hundred percent. I feel like especially even coming back from Bali and really being my first time really submerging myself in a culture that has a radically different religion yet is so similar, right? Like seeing how they worship, how they connect to their God and it being a city, Bali is predominantly Hindu, but in a Muslim country. So then it was intertwined with these different religions And I found it so beautiful to have conversations with some of these folks who talked about how your God is my God. We have the same God. We just call God different names and we have different practices to connect to our God. But I want to talk about this journey of spirituality for me has also kind of back to the executive coaching. I love how we can just like weave all of this in back and forth is impact. So I felt a little bit lost in kind of direction earlier this year with like my next step, because it was kind of like, well, I set these goals and then I hit them last year and it was like, okay, cool. But like, I'm an Enneagram eight, just like you. So it's like, where do I go next? Like feeling a little floundering in you teaching me how to tap in spiritually on a daily basis. I literally do it for 15 minutes every morning has given me this direct divine guidance and focus on impact and purpose. Can we talk a little bit about this? Because one of the things I love that you ask, I want you to speak to this is who you are, right? Can you speak to this? Because this has been a huge evolution for me. Talk about who you are in this activity, because it's been foundational for me and focusing on impact and the greater good and just that connection, but also purpose, right? So can you speak to that? Yeah. So you go to any networking event and people say, hi, I'm so-and-so, who are you? And you say your name and then you list off all of the letters behind your name and all of the titles and you do your resume, right? And it's been a while now since I've done that. And when people ask me now, well, who are you? And I say, I'm a divine being channeling source, bringing light to the world and guiding people to the truth of who they are. Mm. They find the truth of who I am, right? And so that is who I am. 
Yeah. All of these other titles, sure. That's just like a vessel in which I get to do this work. That's right. Yes. So that the title can change. The title doesn't matter. But the title does help with getting people through the door, right? So we're not saying that the title is bad. And we're not saying that not having a title is bad either. But the title is honestly just a vessel. And so it really is about how you're able to make the most impact. And like, to your point, like we can have, I have a bunch of letters behind my name. I don't ever say that anymore, unless I'm in a room where that's going to be the thing that people trust to have the conversation open. Yes. So we'll use that, right? Because that's also a gift. That's a gift that we have gifted ourselves be going through all the education and all of the things, right? Doing all the rigorous tests to get there. But that's a gift to open maybe somebody's heart and mind who maybe would be more closed off had it not been for the title. So we get to play with all of it. Mm-hmm. Really, it's about how can we have the conversation that's going to open this up for more people to come in and see the light, see the truth, and be able to live and really be embodied in the steps of their purpose. Yes. So good. And again, I find it really interesting. I had this conversation with a friend this morning. Have you read the book by Tim Ferriss, The Four Hour Work Week? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. So it was like the first book I read when I was in corporate trying to get out and build another business. And I thought it was really fascinating. He made a very similar point from a little bit more of a, not as quite the spiritual angle, but that Western society identifies themselves by their careers. Yeah. There is an ego attached to your title. When in reality, that's not who we are. And when you help me unpack and get slow down and get really deep this year with like, what is my purpose? Who the hell am I? What is burnout to all out? Like, why am I teaching people LinkedIn? Like, what what the hell is going on here? Like, what is my purpose? You really help me understand that it's truly just about positive impact in a way that I can help other people live a joyful life with more time to just enjoy being a human. Right. And my vehicle just happens to be attached to business. Like I get to teach people how to do this through their vehicle, their portal for income, but creating that desired, purposeful, joyful life. It's like, I'm not really a business coach. I am, but I'm not right. And so you've really helped me For those of you guys who listened to my podcast just last week, I talked about how we closed our mastermind in 40 minutes from stage. And I just love leaving back and forth like the woo in business. Sam knows because she mentored me through this. My energy was all wonky before the live event because I had just come out of a launch. It was a huge launch. It was a lot to hold. And then I was trying to shift to the live event. And every time I went to focus on, okay, at some point on stage, I'm going to have to pitch and sell something. Energetically, you've taught me to like, listen to my body. And it was feeling almost nauseating. It wasn't feeling good. And you've taught me to listen to my body and do that daily practice. And what came through from your teaching was focus on impact. Don't focus on the sale. Right. Focus on the impact and everyone around me. And I love everyone around me and my team, but everybody's like, where's the sales deck? What are we pitching? How much does it cost? Blah, 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 blah. And that's all the external forces coming at me. But I've spent six months with you learning how to slow down. Yes. Let me get grounded. Let me listen to what I'm feeling. My soul is feeling and what my source is telling me I need to do because things don't feel right here. Right. 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 And I think, okay, this is such a beautiful point because there's a lot of people in this space doing events, right? And they all pretty much, the framework is the same. Mm -hmm. And so going to an event, like there's going to be a pitch at the end. It's going to be highly emotionally engaging. Like I'm going to want to give you my credit card, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you've done it, you know. And what we were talking about was, yes, obviously have the thing that people can join into, right? We need that because that's part of the business. Right. And spirituality means you can be successful. They're not separate. But what a lot of people are missing on stage is the authentic presence of who they are. Mm -hmm. And so people are going to want to buy your programs because they love you, Mm -hmm. because they love the way that you show up. 
They're not going to buy it because your numbers are lower than the last person or your numbers are higher than the person they're going to see next. Mm -hmm. The numbers honestly don't even matter. It's about, can I feel really connected to this person? Is this person showing up in a way that resonates deeply with me, right? You can walk into a room and you can feel the tension in a room. Mm-hmm. And you can walk into a room and you can feel the love in a room. And you can walk into a room and feel the grief of a room. Mm-hmm. When people see you and whoever you are, listeners, right? If people can feel you, they're going to want more of you. Mm-hmm. But you need to be open enough for people to have access to that. Yes. That means you need to be true, authentic, and vulnerable. And that was the thing that in my practice that you mentored me on, like every day leading up to the live event, the words were, tell your story. Yes. Be vulnerable, give impact. Don't worry about the sale. The the sales will come. The people who want to follow you will follow you. And it was one of the most empowering couple of weeks and journey to just getting on stage and actually feeling the most grounded I've ever felt and the most supported and held spiritually that Mm. whatever is to be is to be right. And so I thank you for all the work that you've been doing with me to help me get to that place. My honor and my pleasure, honestly, like it's such a dream to be able to do this work. It's so amazing. So thank you. Well, okay. So another thing I want to talk about again, decision-making, right? So talked about decision-making with my live event, but another place that you've really helped me listen to my body is around people management in my team. And there was a couple of months leading up to my live event, actually, where I was having a disastrous time with an event planner and it was causing me a lot of angst and really, I guess, just discontent and nervousness, right? You really walked me through listening to my body there as well. And this is one of the things I want to highlight for everyone is that I don't know, Sam, that I've ever fired someone so fast on intuition than I have through your coaching and your mentorship, right? Like literally you and I had the coaching call and you sensed the energy in my body, right? And we had the dialogue and it was like, listen to your gut, What is your gut telling you? And historically, I would sit on my gut and doubt my gut and doubt the decision and ride ride out the discontent with that person, right? For way too long. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to how you're helping not only me, but other executives? Like, how are you helping folks lean into that gut, Mm -hmm. inner knowing, intuition, and being confident with making decisions? Because it was the best thing I could have done. Within 12 minutes of getting off the call with you, I was like, fired. And it was the best thing I could have done, like looking back, but had I not been taught the practice of trusting my gut and just taking that radical action, it never would have happened. So can you speak to that? Yeah, I do this with almost all of my clients. There's usually something, there's usually a pain point that comes up that there's a block, right? And it's either coming from people pleasing tendencies or not wanting to disappoint or causing chaos and having to you know, you have to pick up the slack and do more work when maybe you don't have the bandwidth to do more work. So you'll just keep the sore thing in the side for much longer than it needs to. So, I mean, with you, I instantly knew there was something going on and that comes from my intuition. So I'm deeply psychic and intuitive. And so I can pick up on these energies, but to guide you, I could have told you exactly who and what and how to get rid of it, but I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't walk you through you making that decision and that choice by listening to what was happening. Mm -hmm. So that was like the secret sauce, right? Is I call it backdoor psychology. And this is where my psychology background really comes into play. I can plant a seed on the back door Mm -hmm. and just with curiosity, be like, well, what's over there? Let's go look over there. Let's go see. Like a parent who hides Easter eggs and then they're like, oh, maybe look in that corner of the yard. (laughs) It's like the golden egg. Right, right. Like walking through energetically how to find that breadcrumb, how to find that seed of like, oh, this is it right here. And then also top leaders, we need to think fast, we need to act fast, and we need to move past, right? So it's listening to the gut as fast and as clear as possible, but that means you need to clear energy. 
And so that's where a lot of my work comes in is how to clear energy, how to understand your body's language. We've talked about this a little bit here, but like really interpreting the language in which your body speaks to you. So I'm not talking about like your arms crossed in front of you and like closed body language. I'm talking about the dialect and the way that your body speaks. Yeah. And that is that everybody has a unique language. So we learn how to interpret that and then how to decipher and act on that. So inspired Mm -hmm. action also, but then like you have to trust, right? There's always going to be a moment and people say, oh, the universe is testing you. No, the universe is giving you an opportunity to trust yourself Mm -hmm. and build confidence in your internal guidance. So I don't ever think it's a test. I think it's an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I do have the answers within me. And that's what we did with you is we found what that looked like. And then you had to do the part of trusting it. Right. And what came out of that was a beautiful, seamless event. And you were feeling grounded and supported and loved and not stressed. Yes, totally. And it was like I had to do the uncomfortable thing to get to a more comfortable state. Right. So it's not void of discomfort. It's not void of unknown. No, we, we have to experience those things. Right. But there is like a truth when you do it more. So you have to put in the reps, like you have to do this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then there's this unshakable confidence that comes out of that because nobody could tell you yeah. what your gut is telling you. Oh, totally. I know the team for a little while was like, look out because afterwards I ended up firing one person and then another person. And I was like, man, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> to that point too. And I think that this is important to point out is that by firing people, it's not just benefiting you and your team. Yes, but it, and I love your angle on this. It's benefiting them. I say it's medicine both ways. Yes. Right? It's They need to be released to go find what is in a limit for them too. And yes, that hurts. We've all been through a moment where something didn't go right for us and we kind of had to find our way through the dark forest, but sometimes we need to be pushed off the ledge. That's right. And I remember you positioning that to me that way. You were like, you're by not having this conversation and by not relieving her, you're actually keeping a blessing from her because this is a blessing that she needs, right? Like the two of us were kind of in this drama together on stage. And the only way it was going to resolve is for one of us to step off stage. So on that note around energetics, because this was also very new to me and it has been life-changing as well, is the more I grow and scale my business, the more there is to hold, right? And the more I tap into my own spiritual journey and tapping into some modalities like hypno breath work, I didn't realize the energy transfer that would happen to me by holding space. I remember conducting my first hypno breath work for a couple hundred people and afterwards feeling just white. And I didn't understand why, like, I felt like I had run a marathon. Mm -hmm. And since then you've really coached me on some activities to help move that energy through. And I think it's brilliant, even all the way to like traveling. I remember you telling me heading to the live event, you need to protect your energy when you're going through an airport because the energy around you is very frantic. People are trying to get to their flights and like just awareness of what am I holding and what am I holding that someone else is and how do I move it through? Can you talk a little bit about that for folks who are listening, who are in some of the same pockets as I am in some of this stuff? Yes. And I was just having this conversation yesterday about it's easier to talk to 10,000 people than it is to talk to 10 people. And some people might argue that, but when you talk to 10,000 people, it's one conversation, it's one output. When you're talking to 10, it's all of these micro nuances of dynamics and personalities and energies, right? And then when you're holding bigger space, there's just going to be inevitably more energy to hold. And we've talked about energetic resilience and strength. And I think this will land for people. So you manifest something, you're calling in abundance, you're calling in more money, and then you get it. But if you're not energetically strong enough or resilient enough, you're going to fumble the ball. You're going to drop it. You're either going to lose it all or you're going to not steward it well or you're not. it's not going to be well managed. And then you're going to be like, I just got all the things I asked for. Why couldn't I keep it? It's because your energy wasn't prepared to hold that space. And so whether it be with finances or with people, it's all energy. 
So you have to have your energy in your body and your space so sacred and so protected that nobody else's chaotic energy, anxious energy, any of that is going to deflect and get you off kilter. So by doing that, it really is a practice. You have to practice it though. It's not just going to be something that you are able to cultivate overnight, but it's about holding space, holding bandwidth, energetic bandwidth for longer periods than you're used to. Rather than short circuiting yourself and cutting it off, holding it just maybe a little bit longer than you normally would, kind of like any rep in the gym right? You're not going to bench 100 and then jump up to 150. You're going to put smaller increments on at a time to be able to regulate that growth. So you have to be able to regulate your energetic growth as well. So good. And I know when I traveled, even for me, when I went to Nashville and I was in a hotel with by myself, I even brought some sage just to kind of neutralize the energy in my room. And even, what is this called? Selenite. Selenite. Yeah. I actually traveled with this in my pocket through the airport. Can you talk a little bit about how this is a detoxifying crystal? Can you talk a little bit about the science behind it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of different things. So sage and Palo Santo are great for, those are elements, plant elements that you can burn. And that helps just kind of burn off a layer of energy that's around you. So that's like the first layer of cleanse, the external. And then we've got several different crystals that you can use. I grid my whole entire body when I'm traveling. So I have selenite like stuck in my bra. I've got (laughs) black tourmaline in my pockets. I've got amethyst. I wear a smoky cord huge necklace and all of these crystals hold frequency. And so they're going to help protect against negative energy. It's going to cleanse energy. Smoky quartz is great for grounding. Black tourmaline is perfect for bouncing off negative energy and negative psychic attacks. So like noise, right? Negative feedback, news, all of that. It's going to help dysregulate that from your system. Amethyst is a master cleanser. So that's going to help balance all of the crystals and protect you. And then there's rose quartz to keep the heart open. I mean, there's a million different kinds of crystals, but I wear them and I stack my wrists with a bunch of different beaded bracelets. It all is to help protect. And the thing is too, is like, maybe some people will think you look funny or weird. Good. Yeah. You don't want to be around me. <laughs> right. Well, and this is, and I was one of those judgy McJudgeson people probably three or four years ago on my, like maybe, okay, six years ago, mm-hmm. in my corporate suit on a plane, judging people who were dressed like that. But then yeah. I, I came to the realization, it was a, a number of different things. Number one, like we come from the earth. We return to the earth. We are earth energetically. And all the like man-made stuff that I'm touching and that I'm around is like not what I came from. And it's not what I'm going to return to. And it really started with some of the stuff that I got in the house to neutralize the frequencies in the home with electronics in EMF, right? Like that's a real thing. And that then kind of brought me to, even when I was in Bali, I thought it was really interesting that some of the exercises we did during the new moon was to literally get on the ground and put our hands on the ground and to like literally like rub our bodies with sticks and earth. And because part of it was like, as humans, we've become so aseptic mm-hmm. to being in contact with earth itself. Okay. And this is, we can kind of segue into frequencies here in a second, but that was kind of my gateway and segue into understanding and studying more around crystals and the power of them and the science of them. And so I have a bunch of these now too, and I like travel around with them, especially as like a coach where, I mean, in any role, but I feel like if we're on a daily basis, having constant dialogue with other people, and it's an energetic exchange, it's a currency exchange energetically. And it's like, how are you managing that energy coming at you? And I think this is the same for anybody watching on LinkedIn right now in corporate who have these leadership roles and management roles where a lot of people report up to you and they bring to you all kinds of stuff that you're then kind of holding in your nervous system, right? Like you're bringing in and you're holding. So, but let's talk about, okay, two more things. Before we get in the resonance, I wanted to ask you, post live event, Mm -hmm. 
You have a ritual that you do after you hold space for a lot of people. If you guys don't know, Sam conducted a mul- multiple phenomenal sound bowl sessions and one in collaboration with Francesca. So we'll talk about sound bowls in a second, but you have kind of a ritual that I saw you share on Instagram. And mm-hmm. afterwards I was like, that is what I need right now. Not a flight to West Hollywood for another week of work. <laughs> right? Yes. So- Can you talk about your ritual after speaking at a live event, traveling across the country? How do you get yourself back into your best state? It's a lot. I take my rituals very seriously and I don't miss them because this is my life's work. This is my life path. And so it is really important for me. So things that I do that are super helpful. So if I've been in speaking an event or a big sound bowl session, I tend to run very hot because there's so much energy running through me. So the day after I returned home from Nashville, I went to this local place called Optimize and it's like a biohacking wellness center essentially. So I did the sauna, I did compression on my legs, I did red light therapy. And then I jumped into the cold plunge and I cycle through that enough times until my body feels regulated again, until my body temperature has regulated. I'm feeling really calm. Cold plunge will like snap you into the present like nothing else. It's it's a really great medicine for that. And then the sauna for just detoxing, like releasing everything that maybe I'm holding on to that I didn't even realize that I'm holding on to. And then I nourish my body with whole foods. I drink so much water. It's not even funny. And then I'm on like a titrating off of caffeine. So not going into caffeine, not going into stimulants. So anything that's going to stimulate me, whether that be caffeine or social media or TV or anything like that, like I don't participate in that for a a few days after an event. And even before events too, I like to give myself clarity in my vessel to be able to show up very grounded and clear. But it's so necessary for me to do those rituals so that I can come back whole and complete into my energy. Yes. I love all of this. And I think that that's kind of to tie a bow in this is just the awareness mm-hmm. of the energy you're holding, the energy that's coming at you, the energy that you're putting out. And what are your practices to mm-hmm. to manage that and optimize it so that you are operating on all pistons? So good. Well, for the last couple of minutes, I'd love to maybe do a little bit of a dive, maybe another episode, but into resonance itself as it pertains to sound healing. One of the ways that the, how you and I came to be was I sat through one of your sound healing sessions and then brought you out to my mastermind event where you facilitated one for my clients. Can you speak a little bit to the science behind sound healing and the resonance of the crystals and the bowls and what it does for us as humans? Yes. So I play with an octave And they're each connected, each sound bowl is crystal sound bowls, crystal quartz. So it already has frequency attached to it. But then in the form, the density, the thickness, all hold different frequencies connected to the chakras of the body, the energetic portals and openings of the body. So we've got the crown, the third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, sacral, and the root. And this is like our system of feeling very centered in the body. And each bowl has a coordinating frequency to that chakra in the body. And similar to if you were to sit at a piano and have a tuning fork, The tuning fork is going to have its pure frequency, and then you tune the piano to the tuning fork. So the bowls are essentially the tuning fork for our bodies. So the bowl is going to be resonating, and our bodies will attune to that same frequency. Now, when we are out of alignment, our frequencies are kind of all over the place. And whether you're woo-woo or not, you know when you're off. You just feel it. Something's not quite right. And so the sound bowls will help really guide your frequency back into a path of alignment, into centeredness. And it feels like home. You feel like you again. You feel light. And yes, this all sounds very fluffy, but there's so much science behind it. This is connected to quantum physics. So there's the Hawkins scale of frequency, and it shows the spiral effect of frequency and the levels of frequency and how they're connected to different emotions. And so when we're vibrating very low, it's going to 
be connected to fear, anxiety, guilt, shame, all of that. And we're wanting to raise that frequency up to higher levels where we get to empathy and love and joy and peace and tranquility. And that's what the bowls help you do. And all of this is measured. You can do science experiments with this. And then there is cymatics, which is the visual representation of sound. And you'll have like a a plate with water on it and a a sound bowl or frequency playing next to it. And you can see the sacred geometry, these different forms in the water. Well, that is also what's happening when I play sound bowls. That is going to be what happens inside your body. So it's coming back into resonance together. It's so fascinating. There's so much we could talk about it. And the most beautiful part about it is you actually don't need to do anything. You just lay there and receive, which I will say a caveat to that is very difficult for most people to receive. So there is an element of surrender there, but really you can just lay down and allow the sound to wash over your body. And that's all you need to do. It's not like meditation. It's not like hypno breath work or somatic breath work or any of these other modalities that you have to put in a lot of effort and work. You just get to be in sound healing. Yes. And it's amazing. It's one of kind of the, I say it's kind of an artillery of tools and a tool belt for a nervous system regulation as well. And to your point, it's a passive practice of receiving that's not so active that you don't have to think or breathe your way into, which I just love. And I think that one of the things I've had Sam do now three times, actually, because at our VIP event and at our live event, general session is to do the sound bowls at the end of the day where they can, our attendees can really integrate and just kind of process all that they've brought in that day, but also like you said, kind of get in tune. And literally we could do a whole nother podcast on this, but I love your analogy around the water. And if you see a bowl underwater, like you can see movement, right? That literal wave in the air is in your, like your body is made of like 99% water. Right. So, and have you been to the pyramids of Chi or heard of the pyramids of Chi in Bali? I've heard. I've heard. I haven't been. I need to go. Yeah. So they had us like lay in water beds and then there was sound and the whole bed was like vibrating. <laughs> That's amazing. I need that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I thought about you when we were there because it was built like a pyramid on purpose. I guess it like optimizes the resonance in there, but then also the beds like amplified the feeling of the music you could feel the, the waves. But anyway, so speaking of that couple things, so what's next for Sam? Like what's up in 2024 for Sam? Wow. Okay. Some really exciting things are coming. The portal AZ is expanding right now. So we're tripling in size, which is super, super exciting. We're really like over the moon about that. So we just had our grand opening in April. So the speed in which that's growing is phenomenal. And then I have my third round of rise starting in January, which is what you're in rise, my spiritual mentorship program. And it is a spiritual mentorship program, but it also to your point is there's, it's so individualized for each person that you get the executive component, you get the mind, body, spirit component. So you don't need to be spiritual to come into the spiritual mentorship. It really is about understanding who you are on a deeper level and like being really open and curious to that. So that's starting in January and we're actually changing that from a six month program to a 10 month program. So we have a little bit longer of a container together because I noticed that 50% of my clientele was renewing, coming into new rounds. So we're just going to make it longer, which I'm super pumped. And then I'm going to speak this here because if I speak it here, that means it has to happen. But a book is coming in 2024 also. Yay. uh, That is so exciting. Well, so how can, if people are interested in Anything that you just mentioned, what's the best way to get in contact with you or access some of this stuff? Yeah. So my website is easy. It's samanthaharper.com and you can find all of my things on there. On Instagram is where I'm probably the most active. It's Sam underscore E underscore pants, Sammy pants. And then I have a podcast also called The Frequency of Me. So you can hear updates there. But Instagram and my website are the easiest places to find me. And I'm so excited to be even more connected to your community. You have the most amazing community ever. So thank you for bringing me in. 
Oh, thank you. Well, speaking of that, as a matter of fact, Sam and I are collaborating a little bit next year. For those of you guys who've heard about The Modern Entrepreneur, Sam is going to come in as a guest speaker and do some work with you guys in the spirituality realm and even in the sound realm. So we're really excited to collaborate on that next year. So stay tuned for that. And also just to surprise Sam, those of you watching on LinkedIn, I'm telling her that she needs to be over on LinkedIn. We are making waves over on LinkedIn because bodies build businesses. We're kind of breaking the mold and speaking about energetics and spirituality with business. And so if you guys are watching this on LinkedIn, I want you to go find Sam Harper on LinkedIn and I want you to send her a message. I send love her DM, Request to connect with her because I'm encouraging her to dust that profile off because she can be making some massive impact over on the LinkedIn platform. So go find Sam Harper, send her a message. Okay. Anything else before we wrap up? This has been so much fun. This has been so much fun. I'd actually love to hear... And I think it's a benefit for me and for all the people listening too, is what has been your biggest aha moment in the time that we've worked together? My biggest aha moment in my time and working with you. Oh man, I think my biggest aha, gosh, there's so many, Sam. I think that probably the biggest one has been finding myself in mm. with my intuition. I started this year with a focus on wanting to go deeper spiritually. I felt like there was a period in time where I was kind of lost spiritually. And then I was kind of like towing and dipping my toe back in. And you helped me. The biggest aha that you've brought to me is literally 10 to 15 minutes a day of just being still, not just still without prompts, because you hit on that earlier, but being still and asking pointed questions for direction in being still and having that slow time in the morning to process mm -hmm. has changed my life. Like it has changed my energy. It's changed. I like love my mornings. They are like dessert first thing in the morning for me to really connect with my intuition, connect with my source, get guidance. And I've never felt more grounded, safe, and supported in my mission to really create more of a positive impact for entrepreneurs so that they can live a more joyful, more fulfilled life. And you've helped me tap into that. I think that's my biggest aha. That is so powerful. Yeah. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's all about coming back home to you, right? Yes. Coming back home to you so that you can go do yes. the magic that you're meant to do. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Will you guys go check out Sam, whether you watch the replay, you listen to the podcast, or you're watching us live over on LinkedIn, go connect with her. She's got some phenomenal content and thank you so much for showing up today, Sam. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. More to come. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. And I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word UPDATE to 704-318-2285. That is text the word UPDATE to 704-318-2285. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I uh, cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.